My name is Devin Blankenbiller, and welcome to the Going Deeper podcast, where we dig deep into the bedrock of God's Word in these unstable times. And, and again, in unstable times, we kind of realize what our priorities really are. Uh, as we've been going through the last 16 weeks of COVID, right, 16 months of COVID, I should say, um, we have found out that, you know, our safety is a big priority and, and rightfully so. And, and that's taken priorities over our jobs. It's taken priorities over our, even our kids going to school and so forth. And, and a couple of weeks ago, there was a gas crisis in our, in parts of our nation and people's priority was to go wait in line for gas, even if it meant not being able to do other things at night because they really needed to make sure they could get to work or have the freedom to have a car. Uh, sometimes, you know, when we're in love, we prioritize that, right? And uh, whatever we can do to see that person, right, takes precedence over everything else in our life. So, so it's the, the title of today's podcast is Let's Be Real About Priorities. Let's be real about priorities. And I'm not here to cast blame. I'm not here to make you feel guilty. I'm not here to do any of those things. I just hope to just bring some awareness and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. And, and I, I want to ask you a question as we start out and ask you, is Jesus truly a priority in your life, right? Uh, is he important to you? Um, should he be important to you? Why is he important to you? Uh, where is he on that priority list of, of, of things in your life? And, and I ask you this question as we just take time to look at John chapter 11. And if you want to, you can follow along or you can just listen as I read. But John 11 is this incredible uh, chapter and it really details the account of Jesus healing his good friend Lazarus, who died, was in a tomb covered with a stone for four days when Jesus appears in Bethany. His sisters Mary and Martha were grieving, they were sad, they were blaming Jesus for not getting there sooner, and Jesus in authority raises Lazarus from the dead. It, it's just an incredible story, and it's just uh, one of my favorite. And and we have this moment, right, where Jesus literally looks up to heaven and says, Father, thank you for hearing me. Thank you that you always hear me. But I said this out loud for the sake of these people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. And then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come forth, right? When I read that, it, it reminds me, Jesus didn't just raise Lazarus so that Lazarus could live a couple more years on the earth. He did it so that people would believe in him. And this is what happened. If you John 11, verse 45, it says, And many of the people who were there with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw what happened. But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. And they then the leading Pharisees and the priests and the came and called the high council together. They said, what are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. And if we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. So let me ask you this question. Wasn't this a good thing, right? I mean, shouldn't the priests and the Pharisees clearly see, okay, there's no denying that Jesus is doing these miracles. I mean, it actually says they they said certainly he is performing miracles. They weren't saying that he was some like magician or some like, you know, fake or anything like that. They recognized he was doing miracles. 
So my question is, in light of that, why wouldn't they have been happy about it? I mean, here are priests and Pharisees, religious people who love God or claim to love God. Shouldn't they have been able to say, hey, we want to encourage everyone to come and believe in Jesus? They should be jumping up and down, right? But this story here, at the end of John 11, after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, it brings out the truth of the Pharisees' priorities. Let's pause it right there. Because somebody is keeping searching for the iPad. Not me. Well, it must be. Did you, do you want to pause the audio? Sure. So the truth is, this story in John chapter 11 really reveals, right? the truth of what's in their heart, and it really reveals their priorities. Let me back it up again and just read uh, verse 47 and 48. It says, they said, this man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. See, here we finally have the truth. Here we finally understand why they wanted to kill Jesus and why they ultimately did arrest and kill Jesus. Um, And here we see their priority. If everyone believes in Jesus, the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. Now let's just go a little deeper into history, right? This is the Going Deeper podcast, so let's go a little bit, right? The Pharisees, they were not a political party. They didn't really even care about politics. Their only interest was living according to every detail of the law. They didn't care what anybody did as long as they could keep their rituals and their temple going with their religious ceremonies. Now, the Sadducees, on the other hand, they were intensely political, right? They were wealthy. They were affluent, right? And retaining that wealth and that comfort and their authority was their greatest mission. And most priests were Sadducees. So when the, this high council comes together with the priests and the Pharisees, it's Sadducees and Pharisees coming together to say, what are we going to do here? Because Rome at that time ruled all the land and their empire was vast, which included Israel and Jerusalem, right? But because it was so vast, they gave lots of these areas freedoms. All Rome cared about was that there was no major revolt or riot against them, right? And the Sadducees and the Pharisees didn't want to revolt because even though they were under Rome's rule, they were making it work. They had their temple, they had some of their religious freedoms, they had their comforts, they had their wealth. Hey, everything is good. But then Jesus happened. And Jesus came from God and spoke the truth. And they were afraid that if more people believed in Jesus, he was going to call forth a following of people that was going to bring a revolt and civil disorder and Rome was going to come in with their heavy hand and destroy Jerusalem and everything that was sacred to them. And today I ask, are, are, is anything different today, right? I mean, I asked this question in the beginning, like, you know, where are your priorities and, and what priorities matter to you the most? And is Jesus a priority in your life? Is living for God a priority? Is his kingdom, not at this world, but is his kingdom a priority to you? Because it wasn't a priority to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? And I think for many American Christians today, it's not a priority for them either. 
Listen, you know what becomes our priorities? Let me just share two, that same with them. Our religious traditions can become our, our priorities, right? Listen, the Pharisees, they didn't care about God. All they cared about is what God gave them, right? They didn't care about loving God as much. All they cared about was walking through their laws and their traditions and their temple ceremonies, right? And we can become like that, right? We don't really want Jesus. We really don't want what he wants to do to us, right? All we want to do is we want our buildings. We want our orders of services. We want our rituals. And very quickly, we can start going through motions, And we actually basically say that the motions that we go through religiously are what save us instead of Jesus and instead of following him, right? Now, listen, we come from a a Pentecostal background. We come from a a pretty free church with a, you know, we're not very structured here, right? I'm not here pointing the finger at other churches because I think that we can get into our own religious ruts and routines just like everyone else. And if Jesus told us to abandon some of our practices, I think some of us would struggle with it. And, and ultimately, let's just look into the future here. What happens if things change in our land, right? What happens if we're not allowed to meet in our big buildings with full bands and, and loud music and lights? What happens if we don't get a tax write-off when we give anymore? What happens if we're not allowed to broadcast the message of Jesus Christ across social media? Will we still love Jesus or will we love him less? What happens if we're forced to teach certain things that our government wants us to teach? Will we just follow Jesus or will we instead choose to prioritize our comforts over that? It's a question that we have to ask ourselves. What are our priorities? Here's another priority, right? The Sadducees, all they cared about was their wealth, their comfort, and their influence. Is our wealth and our comfort and our influence and our freedoms, is that our priority, right? Because these Sadducees, they didn't care if God would have stood right in front of them and tapped them on the shoulder. They weren't going to listen to him, right? All they wanted was their idols, right? And I just think living in this country, like we need to ask the question, have these comforts, right? And has our status, right? And our wealth, has that become our ultimate priority? I mean, we just came through a season here, right? We lost our jobs. We lost some of the comforts that we had, some of our freedoms. And it really freaked us out. And, and we recognize that maybe some of these things have a greater grip on our heart than they should. And I want to warn us today because I don't want us to miss Jesus. And I want us to be real that the temptation to make wealth and freedom and influence, right, a priority above Jesus is very, very, very great today. So listen, these people miss Jesus They couldn't see God working even though Jesus was raising someone from the dead. And I hope that we don't miss Jesus. And so as we go deeper here, let me just challenge us personally here a little bit. I just want to ask you to be honest here. Can you just ask yourself the question, is there something that I'm prioritizing over in my life over Jesus? And let me just remind you that whatever you prioritize the greatest in your life is what you will serve. Right? If, if it's money, if that's the greatest priority in your life, that is what you're going to serve. If it's an addiction, you'll serve your addiction. If it's health, you'll live in a bubble in fear. If it's people's approval, you will be a people pleaser and insecure about what everybody thinks. If it's a relationship, you'll be a slave to that person or that relationship. If it's your country or your political agenda, you will hate others who have a different view or culture than you. And every one of us are pulled to prioritize something greater than Jesus. So what's the remedy? 
How can we keep Jesus the priority? Let's stop this real quick and just start restart. Well, listen, here's what we do. We offer these conflicting priorities back to God and we surrender them to him. That's what we do. We, we lay them down at his feet and we say, we're real about it, right? And we say, Jesus, there's some things in my life that I prioritize that mean a lot to me. But we come to Jesus and we tell them that, Jesus, I believe that you're greater. I believe that you're the resurrection life. And I want you to be the greatest priority. I believe that you're coming and that your kingdom is going to rule. And so we come and we sacrifice and we freely offer them back to God. And let me tell you something that's very ironic. That if we don't offer them to God... God eventually will take them from us, and it won't be a fun time. This story about how these Pharisees and Sadducees were like, we can't let people believe in Jesus, or Rome's going to come and take our land and take our temple, right? right? They were doing everything they could to prevent that. Guess what happened in 70 AD, just a couple years later? Rome comes and overthrows Jerusalem and destroys the temple. The very thing that they were hoping would never happen actually still happened. And that's why what Jesus said in Matthew 16 is so important to us. Jesus said, if you're trying to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, then you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with angels in the glory of his Father, and he will judge people according to their deeds. Listen, we can offer up our priorities to Jesus and trust him and keep him as our greatest priority, or we can cling to other priorities and eventually lose everything. Listen, my name is Devin. I love you. I just want to encourage you today. Make the choice to surrender your priorities to Jesus. Make the choice to just be honest, just to be real about, hey, Jesus, I'm struggling. There's things that I think, you know what, I do get worried you're going to take from me. And just offer them and lay them down. Look at Jesus. He's the resurrection and he's the life. Look at his power. Look at his love. Look at his glory. Look at how he came and he died on the cross so that we could live with him one day forever. And in that day, nothing will be taken from us ever again. I speak that into your life today. I hope that encourages you today. I hope you allow the Holy Spirit just to challenge and speak to you as you look at this passage. So thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Going Deeper podcast. We pray that this encourages you, and if so, pass it on to someone else, and remember to keep digging deep into the bedrock of God's Word. Thank you.